So thank you for joining us for this episode of Bookable Space. In this episode, we're joined by Kate Frost, who will be reading to us from and talking about her book, An Italian Dream. Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So we're just going to jump right in. An Italian Dream is a romantic escape novel. Can you please tell us a bit about the book? Yes, it's exactly that. It's armchair travel and pure escapism set on the Italian island of Capri with two best friends going on a holiday of a lifetime that may not turn out to be quite what they imagined for lots of different reasons. There's lots of hidden secrets and yeah, they have to sort of face up to some truths whilst they're there. Oh, I love that. So it's a bit of mystery, friendship. It's interesting to me because when I think about a book that I usually take away on vacation, it feels like a murder. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why, but someone turns up dead. So I do like the idea though of, you know, not doing that or and maybe have yeah. like just a little less like um dead people, but a little more like friendship and you know, all those other things. Exactly. Definitely no dead people. It's got it's it's the ro- romance is the strong, you know, the central theme in it. But it's also I like writing about relationships, whether that's romantic ones or friendships or new friendships, because there are a couple of new friendships that are met along the way. So it's, yeah, it's those relationships that sort of fascinate me. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, Stella and, and Fern are best friends and, and known each other for a long time. But yes, it's the things that have happened that one of them in particular is not aware about, but learns an awful lot over the course of the book. Oh, how wonderful. Could we have a reading, please? Yeah, so I'll um, I'll read from the beginning, which seems appropriate. Um, so this is so it's been told from two points of view. So it's the best friend Stella and Fern, and the first chapter is from Stella's point of view. I will start. Stella Shaw had a secret, more than one actually, but this secret was monumental and exciting, despite a nervousness that it was also new and daunting. Things like this didn't happen to someone like her. She'd been building up to this moment for weeks, going through a whole gamut of emotions, wanting to tell her best friend her news. And now, if it wasn't for the warm, bubbling water in the hot tub, her palms would be sweating like crazy. Fern was looking content, resting back against the side of the tub, gazing up at the night sky. Stella couldn't help but smile at Fern in her bobble hat and bikini, the water glowing azure blue around them as the steam rising into the chilly air was snatched away by the darkness. A spa weekend at Aquasana in Wiltshire had been a ruse for them to spend time together, Stella's treats. She said she'd won the weekend, but that wasn't the full truth. Fern had happily gone along with it. It wasn't as if she treated herself often. Stella steadied her breathing and gazed up at the lights in the surrounding pine trees, twinkling like hundreds of dancing fireflies. A short distance away, along a lit wooden walkway, the forest spa glowed invitingly. Apart from the nerves, she was feeling properly relaxed. She turned her focus to Fern. I need to tell you something. Fern looked across the hot tub and frowned. OMG, you're not pregnant, are you? What? No, as if. Just checking. I am so done with having kids. Stella gave Fern a knowing look. And I'm not engaged again either, I promise. Okay, then. Fern said slowly, her beautiful blue eyes fixing on Stella's face. I'm out of guesses. Stella took a deep breath and released a foggy plume into the January evening. I bought a lottery ticket on a whim. I'd had a knockout appraisal at work and got a bottle of Prosecco and a ticket on the way home to celebrate. Turns out I got pretty lucky. At the fluttering in her chest, she breathed deeply again and won. 
Are you serious? Fern bobbed upright in the water. How much? A million. You've won a million? Stella laughed at Fern's high-pitched exclamation and nodded. I really have. I've won a million on the natural lottery. Well, a bit more than that, actually. Fern squealed with delight and threw her arms round Stella, the movement splashing water over the side of the hot tub. This is amazing. Fern released Stella and readjusted her bobble hat. It sounds crazy, I know, but I just didn't know how to tell you. They'd been best friends since the start of secondary school and had gone through so much together. Apart from Stella's 18-year-old daughter, Chloe, Fern was the only person she trusted with the news. Not her sister and certainly not her parents. Not that she saw much of them anyway. This is what the spa weekend has been all about? Stella nodded. I wanted us to do something special. I'm over the moon for you. Fern squealed again and looked at Stella with a mix of wonder and shock. It's a lot to take in, though. Tell me about it. Fern shook her head. What are you going to do with a million pounds? Stella rested her arms along the edge of the hot tub and looked at Fern thoughtfully. I've been thinking about that a lot. Well, how to spend some of the money. It's a huge responsibility and I want to make good choices. Hold on, Fern frowned. When did you actually win? October. Well, that's when I claimed it. I didn't realise I had a winning ticket for nearly four weeks. How on earth have you kept this to yourself? I wanted to tell you I really did, but it's been a lot to process to suddenly have this life-changing amount of money. I had to open a new bank account, have a chat with the lottery people, then meetings with legal and financial advisors, a life coach too. There's been loads to think about. And if it makes you feel any better, I only told Chloe at the beginning of the week and I've not told Jacob yet because he'll immediately tell his dad, particularly if I ask him not to. I can't be dealing with that right now. I don't want my whole life turned upside down. That's why I opted for anonymity. I didn't want my name and face to be splashed everywhere or to deal with the fallout from that. Going public felt complicated, although keeping it a secret has thrown up its own issues. I'm so relieved to have finally told you. I'm so glad you have. Fern reached across the bubbling hot tub, put a hand on Stella's and grinned. I think this calls the champagne. Oh, you know, I love that the friends are 40 and that yeah. I also like the, that the secret is not, you know, somebody's dead or someone's had an affair or something like all those different things that I was I didn't realize I was worried about, like as the friends were, you know, starting, she's starting to tell what the secret is. And then it's, it feels like my mind goes to all these different, you know, kind of dark secrets. And this one is, of course, life changing as well. But that's not where, like, I, it wasn't like happy news I was anticipating. So yeah, I, well, the, I like that, you know, it still creates stress, but it's such a, like, a relief too. Yeah. Well, that's the first secret. There is another secret. <laughs> that um, slowly unfolds as the novel goes on so um but yes the first secret is is one that does yeah exactly does cause stress for her but yeah suddenly having a life-changing amount of money is actually stressful so yeah so what inspired the book it's I had to I this this book is um with Boldwood so I had a six book deal with Boldwood in 2021 and I needed to pitch a few book ideas to them um, so I already knew that it was going to be different. It was going to be set in European islands, a different islands. Um, and it was going to sort of follow that theme of a romantic escape. Um, and usually I start with a place. But with this one, it was actually the idea of two best friends um, and one of them winning the lottery. That was just the nugget of the idea. And then Capri came about the setting because I wanted somewhere, I wanted somewhere glamorous and beautiful and well-known that 
yeah people would have heard of and sort of know that that's that kind of lifestyle with the the millionaires and also there's a scene later on where they, one of the characters goes off on a yacht on a super yacht so it's sort of bringing in that glamorous lifestyle which seemed perfect setting for a romantic escape novel but yes it was the lottery the lottery idea was sort of the yeah the instigating factor for the novel wonderful and can we have another reading please yeah, so this one, um, the second one, like I said, there's, there's two, two strands to it with the two friends. And the second one is, this is from Fern's point of view. So she's the friend who has not won the lottery. And she gets the opportunity to go on an art retreat whilst they're on the island. So the two friends separate and go on two very different, well, it's a few days away from each other. And um, she goes to this art retreat. So this is, this is the, the extract. Fern's palazzo trousers swished against the legs as she walked up the stone steps that led to Il Ritiro de Art. It was a grand entrance with stone pillars spaced out along the steps with an occasional stone lion or owl perched on the edge. Terracotta pots alternated with the stone creatures and splashes of tangerine and coral flowers mixed with glossy bottle green leaves. Vines curled round the pillars and the leaves of a wisteria cascaded from above. It must have looked even more incredible earlier in the spring when the flowers were out. Edith was waiting at the top of the steps in front of the large double wooden doors. The whole place oozed a grandness with history and beauty in every direction. Edith greeted Fern like an old friend with a kiss on each cheek. When in Rome, she said laughing, welcome to Iritiro de Art, or as I simply call it, the retreat. She looked like an artist with a colourful headscarf keeping her wayward hair off her face. She was wearing loose linen trousers with a long floaty tunic over the top. All she needed was a paintbrush in her hand. It's incredible, Fern said, following her inside. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but this, I have no words. You haven't seen anything yet. Edith swept a hand round the entrance hall. Water trickled into a basin from the mouths of stone gargoyles on the far wall. The floor was tiled in a similar style to the beautiful tiles in Villa Giardino. Fern's immediate impression was of cool stone walls, a soft light filtering in from beautiful arched windows and leafy plants in large pots. Open doors led off to other parts of the villa and a stone staircase went invitingly up to the first floor. Matteo, the owner and our delightful host, Ida said with a glint in her eye, will be back in an hour or two, otherwise he'd have been here to greet you, but I am more than happy to show you around. Are you certain he doesn't mind me staying? Of course not. He's the most generous man. He's been trying to refund me, but I'm having none of it. It's not his fault the room became available. We're both glad you're here for a couple of days. Fern followed her into a spacious living area where the pattern floor continued. A fresh breeze billowed through open patio doors and light and colour flooded in through the large windows that overlooked the Mediterranean garden. Matteo likes having a place filled with people. The more the merrier is his motto. Well, I don't know if it actually is, but he certainly comes across as though he loves having people to stay. It's his livelihood, after all. Fern could only imagine what it would feel like to not only live in a place like this, but to call it home. As Edith showed her around, she realised how sprawling it was, a place she imagined would feel far too big and grand for just one person. They crossed another wide hallway to reach an elegant dining room with a long marble-topped table surrounded by ten chairs, the backdrop an ancient-looking fireplace. They returned to the hallway and walked to the end and into an orangery. Light flooded through the glass roof. Velvet armchairs and a sofa define the space, and the view through large windows to the tree-filled garden was simply magical. Are you inspired yet? Edith said, motioning around them. I think it will be hard not to be. 
The last time Fern had sketched anything was during her short-lived graphic design degree. It wasn't as if she'd never thought about pursuing her love of art over the years. She considered doing a pottery course when the twins had started nursery, but what little time she had had been spent helping Paul build the business. But now, the sun flooded through the glass and a glorious warmth enveloped her, giving her the feeling that anything was possible. The first time I came here, Eda said with a lightness to her voice, this place utterly stole my heart. Italy already had. I've been travelling here for years. I think I already told you about my desire to live out here. But yes, this place is wondrous. Oh, you know, so the series takes place in locations around the world. There is something quite magical about like going away and I guess that return and that leave and that return. Can you tell us how you decide where the book will be set? And then what sort of research do you do to bring that setting to life? Yeah, so the locations, I mean, very much depend on the story and the characters. So like I said, for this one, it was that glamorous, beautiful island of Capri just seemed to fit with the winning the lottery. The book that I've just handed in to my editor, in fact, on Sunday, is set on Madeira. So another island, but a very different one, rugged and mountainous and very green. Um, and it's about a character escaping her life in the UK. So it seemed quite appropriate, an island in the middle of the Atlantic. And then the the next book that I'm writing, which I will start later on this year, is set in Iceland. Um, And that's purely down to the fact that Iceland is a place that I've always wanted to go to and wanted to set a book there. So that's, (laughs) um, so I found found a way of getting characters and and a story that would work there. Um, With An Italian Dream, I... I unfortunately didn't have the chance to go to Capri, so I had to do all the research remotely, which Google Maps is amazing because you can actually travel along roads, you can see the buildings, you can see so much detail. The only thing, obviously, you don't get to see is is the smells, you know, the feel of a place, the heat and things like that. But um, I was put in touch with a lady who has an Airbnb on the island and answered absolutely loads of questions so she's a local and knows the place inside and out so she was really helpful I could ask loads of things but with Iceland um, I was lucky enough to go there in February this year so I actually got to go on a research trip so yes and I thought that was more that was a really important place to go to because it is so completely different you know to anywhere else and it was the middle of winter as well so to experience a place in all that snow um, and when it's so cold was was amazing. How wonderful. Then could we have our final reading, please? Yeah, so this one goes back to Stella. So while Fern has gone to this art retreat, Stella has managed to get herself invited onto a yacht, super yacht, and they're sailing along the Amalfi coast. So this is this is them on the yacht. Stella basked in the gentle warmth of the sun as she lay on the deck of the yacht. The cushions behind her propped her up just enough to see the view without having to move a muscle. They'd left Naples that morning were now anchored off the Amalfi coast, where, beyond the glittering azure blue of the sea, Positano was bathed in sunshine. White, cream, honey yellow, russet red and coral villas studded the steep hillside, while craggy ash-grey cliffs softened by olive-green foliage soared above the picturesque town. She felt as if she was in a bubble, the sounds around her distance the occasional deep voice of someone speaking in Italian, the soft giggles of Chloe and Amber posing at the front of the deck for Instagram-worthy shots, with Positano as the backdrop, their tans showcased in tiny bikinis. 
Despite the heat on her skin, the pop of colour from the surrounding vista and the gentle movement of the yacht, nothing seemed quite real, as if she was leading someone else's life. The last 20 years had been a whirlwind. Life with the kids and the complication of two failed marriages. Work had been her salvation, building her career and achieving things for herself, by herself. Not having to depend on anyone else, either her parents or a bloke, was her greatest achievement. That had all been down to hard work and juggling being a single mum with ruthless ambition. And then, with the lottery, luck had played its part. This could be her reality, not necessarily sailing around on a yacht, but how easy would it be to swap a life in a small town in the southwest of England for a slice of heaven on the Amalfi Coast, or anywhere else she chose to go? She knew it wasn't that straightforward, not with Jacob at the age he was, but there was so much she could do to make their lives better. She didn't have to completely uproot them. She had the means now to buy a holiday villa somewhere hot, somewhere far from home, a place to escape to. I thought she might be thirsty. A deep voice with an Italian accent broke through her thoughts. She looked up into Luca's grinning face. He was holding a turquoise-coloured cocktail topped with a maraschino cherry and a slice of lemon. A little early in the day, isn't it? Luca pulled a face. Never too early. Her fingers brushed his as she took the glass from him. Thank you. He was the eldest of the group, somewhere in his mid-thirties, Stella reckoned, a little younger than she was. She got to the age where she noticed an age gap that wouldn't have bothered her just a few years ago. The last thing she wanted to do was fixate on him being younger than her, yet getting older had been playing on her mind for a while. Luca slid onto the daybed next to her, a bottle of beer clasped in his hand. It is a good spot for Instagram, he said, nodding towards the girls. You don't join them? I'm not all that fussed about splashing myself across social media, and I'm not sure Chloe would be too happy about her mum being in the picture. Stella raised a glass and took a sip. Sister, maybe. You're a smooth talker. He put his hand to his chest and pretended to look abashed. I speak the truth. You're very kind. Stella was drawn to him, much like she suspected he was drawn to her. The girls had been flirting with all four of them, and a couple of the young male crew members too. But Luca reserved his attention for her. They were closest in age, after all. It also must have been apparent to him, after spending time with Chloe and Amber, just how young they were. She'd forgotten what it was like to be that age with no responsibilities, just the desire to have fun and to be swept up in the romance of being young, free and single. She envied the way they didn't seem to worry about their actions, while she was overly conscious of where her flirtation with Luca could lead. She sighed. She was getting strung up by overthinking rather than simply having fun. Wasn't that what she'd promised herself this holiday to Capri would be all about? Oh, I quite like that she knows herself. That she, Yeah. I think it's a treat. I, I really like that she's 40, that she knows herself, that she seems, you know, grounded. She's not looking for someone to rescue her. Yeah. And like, what a treat. Yeah. Can you tell us where can we buy an Italian drink? Uh, well, it's um, available on all platforms. So Amazon and Kobo and so online platforms so in digital format it's also available as an audio book as well mm-hmm. um, and of course it can be any good bookshop it can be ordered from whether Waterstones or an independent bookshop so all over the place. <laughs> oh that's wonderful Kate thank you so much for being our guest for reading to us and talking about your book it was a real joy to have you. Oh thank you very much it's been really enjoyable thank you. Anytime. <laughs>